Welcome to the Public Storyteller. My name is Michael Stock with Dr. Karen Neal. Karen is a professional storyteller and teaches at Florida Atlantic University. Hi, Karen. Hey, Michael. What story do you have today? Here's one from Isabella Martin Simonson. My brother and I are both very similar in that we tend to be pretty practical about our day-to-day items. My brother always gets himself a very plain black phone case. I do the same, except I always pick purple. And in much the same way, I bought myself a plain black car. It's pretty hot to drive in Florida, but it certainly makes itself look cleaner than most other colors. Last year, my mother suggested that my brother and I Uh, who, among many things that we share, share a birth month, spend our birthdays together in the form of a weekend trip. She offered to pay for the hotel room, and my brother and I decided to go down to the Keys uh, to have a little beach weekend. I drove most of the way down the mainland, and he took the car over the bridge. We had to stop for gas twice. It's a little bit of a trip. So right before we left the mainland and started hopping islands... I stopped at a gas station, filled up the tank, we switched sides, and he drove down the keys, and we listened to Jimmy Buffett the whole way down, which is the right soundtrack to have when you're going to spend a beach vacation in the keys. When we finally parked the car and decided to go get lunch, my brother realized he couldn't find his phone. I checked the door of the car on the passenger side where he'd been sitting at the beginning of the trip, checked our pockets, looked in our bags, looked under the seats. Well, we couldn't find it, but my brother wasn't too concerned. He figured he had probably tucked it in one of the bags without thinking about it when we stopped for gas the second time after we had crossed the seven mile bridge. We went for lunch, had a nice meal and left for our hotel room so that we could check in. We figured we'd find his phone. After all, we had to unpack everything and put it in the hotel room. But even though we had unpacked everything and gone over the entire car, we just couldn't find it. We'd only stopped twice, that one gas station at the end of the mainland and that one gas station on the island, so I called both of them. Only one picked up, and they said that they hadn't seen a phone and nobody had brought them one, but they'd keep an eye out. The second one didn't answer, of course. The gas stations are not really known for their incredible phone service, but it was on the islands, and we figured we could make our way back up to it. Well, that first night, I slept pretty well, he was a little bit stressed, but we decided to enjoy ourselves and figured we would probably find the phone the next day, no big deal. Well, we went for breakfast and we still couldn't find the phone. The second gas station, the one on the island we'd driven up to, but we couldn't find it, they didn't have the phone. He scoured the gas station, the pumps, the parking lot, no phone. At this point we were a little worried and I ended up calling our father who paid for our phone plan and told him that we couldn't find my brother's phone, but it definitely had charge and was open, so could he please call our service provider and have them lock the phone so that nobody could use it or gain any information from it. He agreed to do so, and with a little bit of a heavy heart, my brother resigned himself to having to buy a new phone. Admittedly, his phone was several years old at this point, and honestly, it needed replacing, but he hated spending money, so I kind of figured this was the universe giving him the little push he needed to get a new phone that worked more than half the time. 
despite this, we had a pretty nice birthday vacation. Uh, we got to eat some nice food. We shared a piece of cake from a bakery and had not one single restaurant sing us happy birthday in front of the entire uh, staff and patrons, which both my brother and I absolutely hate. And we worked on our tans a little bit. All in all, it was a pretty nice vacation, and it was fun to just spend time with the two of us. We drove back home at the end of the weekend, still feeling a little bit upset, and I offered to stop by the gas station that we had gone to on the mainland to see if there was any chance his phone was there. It wasn't, of course, but it was worth a check. We drove home, having enjoyed our little beach vacation, and began to unpack. Somehow, despite the fact that we bought no souvenirs, it took way more time to unpack, and I felt like we had so many more bags than we started with. After we unpacked and got everything, my brother realized that he had left uh, his hat in the car and went back to check, was getting out a little bit of extra receipts and scraps of garbage in the door pockets, and as he reached down to get the last crumpled receipt, he felt something move against the black plastic of the car's door. Lo and behold, his black phone case had blended in with the black car door so perfectly that despite a collective hour or two of scouring this car over two days on the weekend, we'd missed it. There was his phone, perfectly safe and sound. We called our dad to have him unlock it and decided that maybe it's better to be a touch less practical with our personal things in the future. Isabella Martin Simonson, a story about spending time with her brother. I thought it was a Jimmy Buffett story. <laughs> right, what can be better than going to the Keys with your with your brother? Well, I could imagine someone better than your brother, but what a great idea her mom had. It's a beautiful idea. It was such a nice trip. Really made her mom happy. Yeah, and I'm sure it made her happy too. And it's these little tiny things in life that make a story. There's characters, there's some kind of conflict, there's a road trip, there's a phone that was there but not there. My students uh, all know that I hate the expression, the moral to the story is, but let's face it, get a psychedelic colored or flashy <laughs> neon phone case. But then think about it. If he had had that multicolored flashing phone case, there would have been, Michael, no story. That's true. What came to my mind, just to sidetrack a little bit, I was on the road and I ate at some fast food restaurant and I threw away the trash and I went on my way and I couldn't find my phone. Turned around, went to that restaurant again, looked in the trash and there was my phone. Wow. Well, we've all got stories like that. I've got a couple retainer stories uh, from people <laughs> who throw away their retainers and, and uh, with their lunches. Isabella doesn't explain why she didn't try calling the phone or why that didn't work, but I do like happy endings. You know, Michael, there was great uh, closure to this story. It really came around full circle. Did you notice? As far as finding the phone? Well, that's part of it. But also she starts off the story uh, by saying that she and her brother are very practical. And it, one of the ways that her brother's so practical is a plain black phone. And she ends the story by saying maybe in the future uh, it will be less practical. Maybe sometimes it's nice to be flamboyant. Right. And she'll have a good excuse for being flamboyant. <laughs> 
Well, thanks for bringing that story in, Karen. If our listeners have a South Florida story they would like to share, how can get how can they get in touch with you? Send an email to C Neil. That's C-N is a Nancy E-I-L-E at fau.edu. No need for a summary. I'll just send you the very simple instructions. Our website has more stories as well as contact information at wlrn.org. Click radio and the public storyteller. Thanks, Karen. Thank you, Michael. See you next week. Dr. Karen Neal is a professional storyteller and teaches at Florida Atlantic University. My name is Michael Stock. The Public Storyteller returns next Sunday. Thank you.